Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to The Herd. I'm Joy Taylor filling in for Colin Cowherd today and tomorrow as Colin and Jason are enjoying a much-needed vacation after a long football season. This is when we all kind of scurry off to our corners of the world uh-huh. to enjoy some time <laughs> off. I'm joined by Alex Curry in studio, which you will be in with me. Tomorrow as well. Uh, it's been a nice week, nice calm week in the sports world. It's, oh yeah, it's All Star break, so there's not a whole lot going on in the NBA. We are gearing up for not the second half of the season. We call it the second half of the season, but there's but it's like really 24, like, 23 regular season yeah, games left. Yeah, 22, 23 games yeah. left, depending on who you're playing for. And, of course, we are now in the NFL offseason, so there's all kinds of news for the NFL offseason. A lot of quarterback movement, which is an amazing development for the NFL and for us yeah. as we embark on the new NFL season with the, uh, the, the trades starting to, to come up. We will talk to Carmen Vitali in studio. She's a Fox Sports NFC North reporter about some of the action that will be happening around there. She had a very interesting article on foxsports.com about Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, which I can't wait to talk to her about. And Rick Buecher will be in studio with us to talk about the not second half of the NBA season, (laughs) but the rest of the NBA season and heading into the postseason. And he will also be with us later on Speak, as I will as well with Emmanuel Acho, Dave Hellman, Rick Buecher. And uh, Shady McCoy. So you can join us at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for hanging out with us today, myself and Alex. And let's get started with Kevin Durant. So pretty massive news in the NBA that Kevin Durant would be joining the Phoenix Suns after what's called an interesting time in Brooklyn. And the expectations, of course, immediately skyrocket, as they should. KD is on any given night one of the best players in the NBA And the owner, the new owner of the Phoenix Suns, talked a little bit about the expectations 
that they should have. Matt Ishba said, Ishbia said, I don't look at it a risk as a risk at all. I look at it as a vision and a decision. And you go with your decisions and you run with it. It doesn't mean everything's going to work out or that we're going to win multiple championships. And, you know, it was right. You have to play the games. I don't need to come in and win in the first year. But at the same time, there's nothing in my life that I don't want to win at. We're going to try to win at everything we do. And so I don't look at it as a risk at all. Obviously, when Kevin Durant moves, there's a conversation of expectations. And there is a conversation to be had about the risk of bringing in a superstar. Obviously, if you can bring in a superstar like Kevin Durant, you do it. But with that comes expectations. And if you don't reach expectations, there's going to be conversations about the success that you've had there. Now, as the owner of the Suns, he's looking for you know the next 50 years. He's got plenty of time to write the legacy of his time there in Phoenix. But with Kevin Durant, I do find it very interesting, the conversations that we have about him. We often get very carried away with these trades and moves and the, <clears throat> and the expectations of how quickly this should all come together. Kevin Durant is probably the easiest plug-and-play superstar that we have in the NBA. The Phoenix Suns are a, a well-run organization on the court. They have, obviously, a lot of talent. They've been there the past few years and been in contention. And the West is wide open. So any team in the West with a healthy superstar or superstars should have a chance. And as I said, they don't have half a season left. They have around 22 games left. But how quickly will this come together? I often go back to the Miami Heat. Obviously, I spent a lot of time in Miami, and I remember when the big three came together and the expectations spiraled out of control immediately. But they ended up going to four straight finals and winning two championships. So overall, I, I deem that a success. What I thought was interesting about Ishbia's quote was that he said they didn't have to win this year. I think that's something that we should consider when we're talking about this Kevin Durant move. Chris Paul and Devin Booker have both missed time this year. Kevin Durant, by the way, is not back yet. He is coming off of an injury as well. And the conversation will quickly turn to it's a failure if they don't go far in the Western Conference Finals or go to the NBA Finals. I don't think that's a realistic conversation to have about the Phoenix Suns. Now, I will admit, at first I was like, this is championship or bust, and it's Kevin Durant, they're going straight to the finals. It sometimes take a, takes a little time for it to come together, and as I mentioned, he is coming off of an injury. It's hard to manage expectations when it comes to Kevin Durant. And I, I think the conversation around Kevin Durant often turns to toxic, and I, I've been discussing it the past couple days it's always bothered me how Kevin Durant's career is, has been viewed because we just erase the first nine years of his basketball career. We just ignore the time that he spent with the Sonics and the Thunder. And it's very strange to me because it's, it's always that he's a mercenary and everywhere he goes, it should be championship expectations. And if he doesn't win, it's a failure. And Brooklyn was a disaster. And he left the Golden State Warriors and he wasn't responsible for the, the championships there. He walked into a ready-made situation. It, it's just not accurate. He spent nine seasons with the Supersonics and the Thunder. They went to Western Conference Finals. They went to Finals. He was Rookie of the Year. He was a league MVP. Like He did his time. He's allowed to have mobility. It's, it's a very strange notion when it comes to Kevin Durant that he is, he's, he doesn't have the right to have control over his career. He doesn't have the right to have movements. And that when he goes somewhere, immediately he should have a championship or it's failure. It's always all on Kevin Durant, but then it's never on Kevin Durant. 
it's always Kevin Durant's job to win the championship, but when he won the championships, he wasn't responsible for them. I just think we should have a little more perspective on Kevin Durant, his expectations that he should have this year, what he's done throughout his career, what he did with the Thunder, what he did with the Warriors, what really happened in Brooklyn. And I like Ishbia's mentality that it doesn't have to happen this year. I'm excited to see Kevin Durant in a situation with talent around him. Again, the Suns competitive for the past few years and to be in a situation where they can actually build. I don't look at this as a, a mercenary move. I think Kevin Durant's earned the right to control his career and the mobility of it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in Phoenix, even if it doesn't have to happen this season. So someone else who might be moving around, I hope not, but is Lamar Jackson. There's uh, going to be a conversation about Lamar Jackson on probably every show for the next six months when we're discussing what's going to happen with him and the Ravens. And the more I talk about Lamar Jackson and his contract situation, the more I'm on Lamar's side. I don't have sympathy for teams who act funny when it's time to pay the quarterback. They're like confused. Oh my God, I didn't know I had to write a check to the franchise quarterback. How did this happen? Do we budget for this? I don't understand teams that act like they don't know what the market is. I know what the market is for the quarterback. You should definitely know what the price is for a franchise quarterback. They always act funny. It's, it's new. It's a, it's a shock that it's their turn to pay the quarterback. Unless it's an organization that's planned for it. And then we find out when the, when the check is signed with Patrick Mahomes. The conversation around the Ravens is, are they a team that can win without a franchise quarterback? Because they've done it before. They did it with Trent Dilfer and they did it with Joe Flacco. To me, that was a different time. That was a different era. We have no evidence in the last 10 years, specifically the last Ravens Super Bowl, that you can win without a franchise quarterback. Let's just take a look at the Super Bowl winners over the last 10 years. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Nick Foles, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford. Now, you might be able to pitch me Peyton Manning was not the catalyst for that, but I'm not going to go as far as to say that Peyton Manning wasn't somewhat responsible for that Super Bowl, that Super Bowl run, and is not a franchise quarterback. The really only outlier that you have here is Nick Foles. And is, is that what you're going to plan for? You're going to plan to be the outlier? It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Those Ravens teams were built differently. Even if you have a defense that you can rely on, which, which they do. They have the number three scoring defense this year. When Roquan Smith was added around week nine, they gave up 14.7 points per game, second only to the Niners, who also, by the way, didn't win a championship because they don't have a franchise quarterback. The problem is your offense also has to score. So it's great that you're holding opposing offenses to a very low number, but then your offense has to score more points than their offense. That's how it works. This is the modern NFL. Do you really feel comfortable going out there scoring 12.5 points per game? How great is your defense going to have to be every day? With Lamar Jackson, they average 25 points per game. Without, 12.5. He wins 74% of his regular season games. They're the second worst offense in the league without Lamar Jackson. I just don't, I don't get the concept of not keeping Lamar Jackson. Why would I consider you to be contenders without a franchise quarterback in the modern NFL? I understand if you've done it before. 
I understand the teams are trying to do it now. That's why I brought up the Niners. The Niners don't have a franchise quarterback. They don't win a Super Bowl. Did they go to the Super Bowl? No. And why? Because they didn't have a quarterback. I understand the quarterbacks were injured, but guess who did that to them? The opposing defense. I just, I can't wrap my mind around the Ravens being a contender, a true contender without Lamar Jackson. And I understand that the market is outrageous because of Deshaun Watson, but that's not Lamar Jackson's responsibility. And if he's, if he's hell-bent on, on matching that or getting an, an, an entirely guaranteed contract, perhaps it's a different conversation. But I have to imagine that he wants a long-term deal with a lot of guaranteed money that you can structure in a way that keeps him in the building and keeps you as actual championship contenders. To me, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, I don't consider you to be a contender. And maybe that's good enough for the Ravens. Maybe that's good enough for some organizations to just be in the playoffs and just be in contention for the division and that's enough. But if you want to win a Super Bowl, you've got to have Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, or you can bet on Nick Foles. Which, look, worked out for the Eagles. But I don't know that I want to try to be the outlier. I want to try to be the rule. Particularly if I want to build an organization that's going to be there year after year in contention for the Super Bowl. So I say, try and figure it out with Lamar Jackson. You're going to need to score more than 12.5 points per game to win in today's NFL. Joy Taylor in for Colin Coward. I almost said Tom Brady. Colin would have liked that. He would have really liked that. I don't know why. We got another year until he's like technically a co-worker. (laughs) Well, well, you know, Colin is the Tom Brady of of us one. Ooh, there you Uh, go. Joy Taylor in for Colin Cowherd on the herd today alongside Alex Curry. We'll talk to Carmen Vitale, Fox Sports NFL writer, uh, coming up in the show as well as Rick Buecher. And we will also discuss if the Bears should trade Justin Fields. Alex, we'll talk about that next on the herd. Be sure to catch live editions of the Heard weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort, with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. 
Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T E C O V A S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to The Herd. Joy Taylor in for Colin Cowherd, who will be back next week. What's up, Alex Curry? Alex Curry joining me for Jason McIntyre this week as well. We'll be in today and tomorrow. We're having a time. I feel like this is like the most time I get to hang out with you in the last couple of well, months because it's been so crazy. We're, we've been some busy ladies the past, the past couple weeks. Um, Super Bowl was was amazing and very busy in Phoenix uh, and a lot going on that week because so you were at the Waste Management Open as well. I was. I did a lot of things. Super Bowl things, golf things, all the things. The Super Bowl, I'll tell you, has become really, I was talking about it last night, it's really become one of the biggest events in just American culture. It it's, is. There's, there's concerts associated with the Super Bowl now. Every Obviously, major artist is out there yeah, too. Yeah, corporate events, pop-up uh, clubs everywhere. Uh, meeting suites like there's just it's there's endless things going on at the Super Bowl now the whole world is there (laughs) and it's the whole week it's like five events during the day you try to make it to three different events at night and then you're like oh yeah you got to work the next morning so it's a whole it's a whole fun wild whirlwind of a week you know it'd be really cool if they would invent those flying cars (laughs) So we can get, <laughs> so we can get around more yeah. easily. Yeah, I mean it's uh, or teleport. Th- yes, uh, would you teleport? I would 100 percent would oh, teleport. Oh hell yeah! People think I'm crazy. I'm like, listen, the, the quicker and easier I can get there, I'm I'm down. Uh, we will get to Alex Curry with the news in just a few moments, and we'll have Carmen Vitali, NFC North writer for FoxSports.com, in studio with us. Very excited to talk to her. So I teased uh, a little earlier that about what's going on with the Niners. I know Niners fans don't think I like them very much. That is not true. I think the Niners are a great organization, and I love when the Niners are competitive. I think the NFL is better when teams like the Niners are competitive. They're always competitive, though, and they always lack a quarterback. That is the theme with the Niners. Even when they had a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, they weren't sure about him and then moved on to Trey Lance. And Albert Breer talked about this particular year and how much it matters for Trey Lance. Here's Albert Breer. I think really, as much as anything else, this is a critical year for Trey because they got to make a decision on a fifth-year option after this year. And what history tells us is if you get past that point, you get past year three and the fifth-year option hasn't been picked up, an extension hasn't been done, generally those guys are on their last legs with the teams that they're with. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a critical year because of where he is in his contract. You know, and I think this is a critical year in that if he doesn't deliver, if Brock doesn't deliver, then they have to look at other options outside the organization because of how good their roster is. They never have a quarterback. I bang the drum about this all the time. I was just talking about the Ravens. It's really great design to have an awesome roster. I think it's very important to have an awesome roster. Look at what happened in the Super Bowl. Almost everyone felt 
that the Philadelphia Eagles had the better roster, had the better team after the quarterback. And by the way, Jalen Hurts was an all-pro. They lost because of what? Patrick Mahomes. It's the quarterback. It's always the quarterback. All season long, everyone was telling me about the San Francisco 49ers. And I love the Niners, but they don't have a quarterback. And I don't want to hear about how they got knocked out in the playoffs. They got knocked out. It's not like they missed the flight. They were removed from the game by the other team's defense. You need to have a healthy quarterback. It's just just what it is. I'm right. I'm right about this. You have to have a franchise quarterback, and they've got to be healthy. That's just the way it goes. If you want to win a Super Bowl, which is what the, the San Francisco 49ers are attempting to do, that's what has to happen. And life comes at you fast because for, for, for a brief shining moment, we thought that they were going to get away with the Trey Lance not possibly not being the guy thing. And then Brock Purdy gets injured and he still hasn't had surgery. Tom Pelissero of NFL Media said that Purdy had a pre-op visit and because of inflammation, they can't have the surgery right now. He has to have uh, surgery on his elbow and that's getting pushed back and that delays his return. So as great as he played, he might not be available to start the season. As Albert Breer just mentioned, this is a very critical time for Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo is probably not going to be there next year. So once again, you're in the exact same situation that you were at the beginning of the season. You just have less backups available to you. The Niners have an injury problem as well. They have the most games missed to injury and illness since 2017 in the league. 1,485. They have a lot of things that have to go their way. They're a constantly injured team. That's the, that's the number. Like I didn't, I didn't make that up. I'm not imagining that they are constantly injured. They are an always injured team. They don't have a franchise quarterback. And despite how great the roster is and how great the coaching is every single year, they fall short. And in my opinion, it's because they have not solved the quarterback position. We constantly talk about the Niners as they're, they're the team that it's not, it's not a quarterback-driven team. All the teams are quarterback-driven teams. All of them. Every team. All the teams that you can name in the NFL are quarterback-driven teams. All of it. Stop saying that. Please. Please stop saying it. It's just, it's just factually inaccurate. If you are talking about being a Super Bowl contender, you've got to have a quarterback. You, you, have to, you have to have one. If you want to make the playoffs, if you want to win a playoff game, if you want to be competitive and cute, that's fine. You don't need a quarterback. But you've got to have a franchise quarterback who is healthy and available if you want to win a Super Bowl. I, I feel like I'm saying something that's very obvious, but I'm constantly getting pushback on this when it comes to the Niners, and it's just not, it's just not true. And now you're in a situation with Trey Lance as Albert Breer mentioned, that you really have to find out if he's the guy and you got to find out immediately. And while we moved off of the conversation of whether this was a huge mistake that set the team back because of all the picks that they used on him because of how Brock Purdy was playing, now Brock Purdy is injured and he's not going to be out there for a while. He hasn't even had surgery yet to begin the rehab to get back out there. It's just, it's concerning and it's why when we talk about these Super Bowl windows with teams with great rosters and great situations, they never last as long as you think they do for any number of reasons. It's just, I'm, I'm going to be watching this team very closely this offseason. I think Trey Lance can do it, but we, we haven't seen or heard anything that positive about the situation to be sure about it. We'll talk to Carmen Vitale of FoxSports.com in a few moments, but let's get to Alex Curry with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Well, Troy, let's stay on this quarterback topic because it is the most important position on every single team. Okay, the Panthers are entering their first season under new head coach Frank Reich, and one glaring hole on the roster is at 
the quarterback position. And you would think that Derek Carr would be a great fit with an already established defense, but Reich isn't ready to commit to bring Carr in for a visit just yet. And here's what he had to say. Derek Carr is available. Will you guys bring him in on a visit? You know, interesting question. You know, we're really literally sitting down with the guys today for staff. First staff meeting will be tomorrow. But I've kind of met with guys individually saying, okay, here's what we're doing. First step, step one, let's evaluate our roster. You know, so we're really just starting that process. So step two, evaluate the free agents. You know, we, they, everybody got their list, okay? Um, step three, now, you know, going to the college guys. So that process has literally begun. So really not ready to address the specifics of that because we're really just beginning. I know he's a new coach and and he's saying the things that he's supposed to say. We're looking at the roster. We're figuring everything out. But you desperately need a quarterback right now. And as a new coach and as a former quarterback, you could make an immediate impact with this team. And why wouldn't you bring in Derek Carr? A, we already know that he's meeting with a bunch of other teams. So what if he falls in love with one of the other teams before you get to meet with him? We did hear his brother say it's going to be a long process and he is going to do his due diligence as he should, but it just makes sense. He brings leadership. He commands a locker room. We obviously know he can bring a team together in the midst of chaos, as we saw him with six different head coaches in nine seasons. He still kind of kept it together. But also, it would be a very desirable division for him in the NFC South. You could immediately be atop the division. You have a lot going for you. Why not shoot your shot right away and get in the mix? Yeah, I don't I don't love it. I, I like Frank Reich a lot, and I didn't like that he was fired, and I think he's gonna do a nice job there. Mm-hmm. But as I just ranted yeah. and raved, you gotta have a quarterback, have and a quarterback. there's not that many out there. And you also know you're gonna get this question you know, you know, you're gonna have to talk about Derek Carr. He's gonna be the conversation He's like for one any of the top team. guys on the market right now. For right, that and so there's there's more teams that need quarterbacks than there are quarterbacks available. The market mm-hmm. is slim, so he's being honest. Yeah. Sometimes it's best to just sometimes it's best to lie to us. We'll talk about yeah. this a little bit later. I'm a massive Derek Carr fan. Same. I think he's going to. I think he's going to bounce back in a big way. I don't trust the Raiders at all. And I don't think that what happened this year is solely on him, even though he didn't have a great year. He didn't have as bad of a year as you think he did. He didn't. Well, well, I'm teasing this hard because it's true. He he really didn't. If you start looking at the comps around the league for how awful and atrocious his season is being labeled as, keep in mind they also had a terrible defense Mm -hmm. that he had to overcome. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I I would want him if I was any of these teams Makes that sense. need a need a quarterback. And you know, he's we've known that he's going to come available for a little while, so it's it, it's it's a bit odd that they wouldn't be. You don't have to reveal if you've talked to him, but no, we're exploring all options. Yes, yeah. we're, we're, we're keeping our options open. We need a quarterback. <laughs> need a quarterback. Okay, well let's let's stick with quarterbacks because uh, rumors have been swirling this offseason of a potential Justin Fields trade with the Bears holding the first overall pick in this year's NFL draft. But RG3 believes it would be a mistake to trade their young quarterback, saying the Bears shouldn't trade Justin Fields to draft Bryce Young. Not because Bryce isn't worth it. He's definitely that dude. But because they need draft picks from trading the number one pick to add a much-needed talent to the roster and protection so Fields isn't running for his life the bears have a lot of holes to fill here okay 
One, you have the worst defensive line in the league. Two, the worst scoring defense in the league. Three, Justin Fields was the most sacked quarterback mm -hmm. in the league. And you only had one receiver, your tight end, record over 500 receiving yards last season. So why not, why not give the man some weapons and some protection to see what he can do before you decide to just swap him out and you're gonna have the exact same issue with a younger quarterback running for his life without protection and weapons. Yeah, I agree. I would trade back from that spot yeah. and get a haul of picks. As we just mentioned, there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Get a haul of picks, build up the team around him, and, and you know, improve the roster. It's not just the quarterback that you need help with. Now, I don't think that Justin Fields has done anything to guarantee that no. they don't move off of him. And keep in mind, this is a new GM. This is a new coach. Mm -hmm. If they are going to go down, they're going to want to go down with their guys. Yeah. But I also think you this is the type of stuff that can set organizations back. Mm -hmm. And the Bears haven't had a franchise quarterback in a very, very long time. No. If ever, if you if you really want to you know be honest about it, yeah. so it's I would move back. Yeah, I, I would move back. I would get more picks. I would build up around him, and and not that you know it's about giving him another opportunity or whatever. As I said, people are going to protect their own interests first. Yeah. But I think Justin Fields has shown enough, and he is certainly able to use his legs. Mm -hmm. So if you give him some protection, we've seen what he can do in college. He can throw the ball. I, I, do, I feel like moving back in the draft from that position, keeping Justin Fields and building around him is the way to go. Because, as we just said, yeah. another young quarterback is going to deal with this, this same roster. And it's going to be even worse without the NFL experience. You, you would have to be someone who could transcend this roster, these skill positions, yeah. this defensive situation, in order to be successful if you're going to draft someone in that position yeah so if that's how you feel then go for it and you know we'll we'll sit back and be wrong i feel like this would be a difficult situation for any young quarterback to overcome so yeah. you need to build up the roster particularly the offensive line and again yeah. I, I i understand it's not that simple to just go build an offensive line and just get skill positions but if you know you're in a situation to take a rookie quarterback yeah your priority outside of that should be offensive line skill positions yes if you're building your organization you have some time because you've taken a rookie quarterback, mm -hmm. do the things that help him develop and do the things that can help him uh, protect him and keep him yes. upright. Yes, exactly. Protection, weapons, make, make it easier and make it better for him. Yes. All right, switching gears. The Cowboys will have to make some decisions regarding their roster this offseason, and one of the big ones is what to do with Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke is scheduled to make $10.9 this upcoming season, but the biggest concern comes from Bob Sturm, who reports uh, scouts believe Elliott has little left in his leg, and the word is out. I think we've kind of seen this over the last couple of seasons. I mean, he ran for 1,631 yards as a rookie and then 1,434 yards in his third season in 2018. And he posted a career worse 3.8 yards per carry during the 2022 season. So yeah, the word has been out. We've all seen it. We've all been watching the decline of Ezekiel Elliott. And at what point do you just cut your losses and admit that he might not be your guy anymore. You have a young guy in Tony Pollard who's also coming back from injury, but you have options. The only thing for Zeke, I don't know if there's going to be much of a market for him if he's not with the Cowboys. No, there, there really, there really is not going no. to be a market. Uh, not above, you know, the minimum. 
around the league. So it it really makes sense for both parties, I think, for him to stay at at a reasonable number. Mm -hmm. You you do have Tony Pollard, who's done a great job for them. You have a very expensive backfield at this point. So figure it out with Ezekiel Elliott. He's not going to get a better deal on the market Mm -hmm. anywhere else. I mean, it's unfortunate because Zeke was such a dynamic player. But this is what happens when you, you you wear down... A running back, like and there's it's a hard. It's a hard position. position. You take a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of carries, and Zeke has had to had to carry a lot. No pun intended <laughs> for the Dallas Cowboys. So it's not surprising, and we've seen this de- decline for a while now. It's it's more about an emotional thing with the Dallas Cowboys, as it yeah. always comes down to, because that's how the Dallas Cowboys do business, mm-hmm. which is a whole other conversation in itself. It's you know I think I think Zeke still has some value, particularly to the Cowboys yeah. in you know short yardage situations, goal line situations, things like that. Just have to structure it in a way that doesn't you know handicap the team financially, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of moves that they need to make to figure that out, especially with Dak Prescott's contract as well. So it's it'll come down to what Jerry wants, as it always does. Yeah, and hopefully he makes the right decision, football wise. It's one of his guys. He's emotional. He is one of his guys. He's emotionally connected to Zeke. He's one of his guys, but 3.8 yards per carry is not getting that, it done. Oh, um, and brutal. you're going to have to find it. You're going to have to find a solution that works both financially and on the field when it comes to that position because that's part of how that offense works. That's yeah. how it's successful is having a strong running game. That's Alex Curry with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Joy Taylor in for Colin Cowherd. When we come back, we'll talk to Carmen Vitali, writer for FoxSports.com. Joy Taylor in for Colin and Alex Curry. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Paulie and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Herd. Joy Taylor in for Colin Cowherd. Alex in for Jason McIntyre. They are enjoying some vacation. They'll be back next week. We're very excited to be joined by Carmen Vitali, Fox Sports, NFC North reporter, and was previously a staff writer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can follow her on social media at V. Thank you for joining us, Carmen. I am so excited to be here. This is so much fun. We love having you here. Um, I love your stuff, and I got to quote one of your one of your pieces, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Um, the other day on on Speak, which I I really loved. So that's that's a little tease for just a few minutes. Mm. But we were just talking about Justin Fields, and I find the Justin Fields conversation very interesting because I feel I am a little more pro Justin Fields than most people. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he was a great college player and he wasn't just a runner in college. Not He's at been, all. in my opinion, forced to be just a runner <laughs> in the NFL. But now the Bears have the number one overall pick yeah. and there are some quarterbacks available. What do they do with the number one overall pick? I mean, the right answer is trading out. That has to be the right answer at this point. Very rarely do you have the number one overall pick and you don't need a quarterback. And I'm also very pro Justin Fields. The reason he ran for over a 1,000 yards this year is because he had to. He had absolutely no protection. He had no offensive line. And if you don't trade out, you're not going to get an offensive line for him. So, I mean, even if you, if you decide that you're in love with Bryce Young, I mean, what, he's like 5'10", 195 on a good day when he's soaking wet? Like, you need an offensive line to protect him. But if you take that and you don't get more capital – it's going to be very hard to build a protection bubble around him. So I think, A, Fields is started in this system, and the system is starting to be tailored towards him. And he's the, he's the future. The, the player that he is is the future of the league in, in general. These dual-threat quarterbacks, the ones that can really hurt you with your legs, those are being you know taken into account when it comes to the run scheme now. And you know how hard it is for defenses to have to account for a quarterback that can run on top of backs that running backs in the backfield and the Bears have a couple good ones if they hang on to David Montgomery. So I think the answer is to trade out with, you mentioned all the holes that the Bears have to fill. Uh, You don't really have a choice. And I want to look at this kind of as a two-year process. I don't want Bears fans to think, oh, you know, we have all this capital now. We can turn this team around in one year. That's not going to happen. But if you think of this as more of a two-year process, now you're going to trade back and you could potentially get more capital for 2024 is like along with the lines of another first round pick. So it makes way too much sense. I think most of this is a smokescreen by Ryan Poles. Hmm. I think he's very, uh, I mean, this is, it, it may be, you know, his first GM job, but he came from Kansas city. This is nothing new to him. He's manipulating that rumor mill as much as possible because 
If you think that you, you're already going to get a haul for the number one overall pick, right? If now teams think that they have to persuade the Bears not to take Bryce Young or whatever quarterback that they're in love with, that could drive the price up even more. Well, yeah, it doesn't really benefit them to say right now that we're going to stick with Justin Fields. Now, that's sort of where I usually get caught up because I do think a young quarterback needs confidence Mm -hmm. and needs to know the team is behind him. Right. And I don't know that Justin Fields has done anything on the field to guarantee that he not be in this conversation. Right. So that's that's I'm able to apply reason to it because normally I would say, okay, I get it. But you're also crushing the confidence of your young quarterback. But in this situation, I do think Justin Fields has a little bit more developing to do before he can, you know, demand that they not have this conversation and play the smokescreen game. But most overall. I'm hoping that I that you're right, which is why I would agree with you. Like I'm so I'm like, let's speak this into existence. Because it just makes more sense for them to trade out of that Absolutely. spot when you have someone like Justin Fields. Okay, so you have an amazing article on FoxSports.com. Go look it up. Carmen Vitali is joining us. And you talked about Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, I look, I have lots of thoughts about Aaron Rodgers, as all of us do, thanks to Aaron Rodgers inviting us into his life say, every week. This is a monster of his own making. Yes, absolutely. His responsibility. Yes. Uh, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for the foot. I didn't ask for all this information. No, I love we, it. I, I love the crazy. Oh, I love no. the chaos. I, I love having something to talk about and laugh about. And it's so weird. We love the content, it's so to be weird. clear. I just didn't, I didn't ask for it. No. I, did, I didn't ask for it. But you have a very interesting perspective on how the season went for Patrick Mahomes yeah. and how we praise and look at Patrick Mahomes and what happened with Aaron Rodgers. So obviously you have to go read it, but talk a little bit about where you were going with that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think actually it, it kind of caused quite a stir. Not, not, not thanks to the fact that you retweeted it, Joy. So thank you very much. <laughs> um, but it was one of those things where they started in very similar spots. They were dealt very similar cards at the beginning of the season. I know Patrick Mahomes still had Travis Kelsey. But when you think about the fact that Devontae Adams was responsible for the biggest production share of any one player to his team, you lost that. But you didn't change your scheme at all. And the thing is, if Patrick Mahomes had Travis Kelsey, Aaron Rodgers had a two-headed monster in the backfield with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and they didn't adapt. They didn't evolve their scheme at all. They didn't become – I think we all thought they were going to be a run-first team, and they had seven first-round picks to start the season on that defense. That defense severely underperformed, too, so it's not necessarily all on Aaron Rodgers. But, A, the offense didn't evolve. B, Aaron couldn't be bothered to work with some of these younger guys that he was now going to have to work with, and – Patrick Mahomes did. And in the Super Bowl, look at the guys that caught touchdown passes for him. They're guys that are younger players. I don't think we're thinking that, you know, Kadarius Tony is a world beater. I mean, he was a first-round pick, but he's had a career resurgence at this point. And then Sky Moore, a rookie. So it can be done, but it's because Mahomes was like, he took the first phase of OTAs and he made it all his own. He went down to Texas with these guys. He was working out with them, did all that. Aaron Rodgers was nowhere to be found at OTAs. And when you have new guys coming in, especially young ones, you have to be able to get comfortable with them, especially in a system like Rogers, who, I mean, the amount of, some of the players said that he probably changed maybe a third of the plays this year, like on the offense. And if you don't know his tendencies, his ticks, exactly where he wants you to be, the cadences he has, if you're not comfortable with that yet and he's not comfortable with you, it's not going to work. And that's what we saw for most of the season. I love it so much. (laughs) I love it because it's, 
it's such a, it just got washed over. Like Devonte leaves and they're like, yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to do the same thing. How are you going to be fine? <laughs> fine how? What is fine? It's, it's Devonte Adams. It's, do you know how much volume he gets? You're not replacing the volume. And then Aaron Rodgers is not putting in the time to develop these young wide receivers. Yeah. And then it was their fault. Like, actually, no, it is Aaron Rodgers' fault. If we're going to put Aaron Rodgers yep. on that pedestal that we put a Patrick Mahomes on, it can be done, which is the most important line of what you just said. It can be done. It can be done. And it can be done at the highest level in the biggest game of the season in the Super Bowl. You said something on Speak that I loved, and it was that the – God, now, now I'm cold, totally blank on what it was. It was the fact that Aaron Rodgers, that first pass of the season to Christian Watson – 87-yard bomb, Christian Watson, you know, drops it. drops it. And everybody else on the desk was like, well, that was Christian Watson's fault. No, it wasn't. He's not used to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers isn't used to him. He doesn't know exactly where to place that ball, or Christian Watson doesn't know exactly where to be. I mean, yes, it went through his arms. But, like, if you have reps with that, that's not happening. Why would it be Christian Watson's fault? It's the Hall of Famer's fault. Yes. It's the back-to-back -back league MVP's fault. It's not his fault. Like, is it literally his fault? He dropped the ball? Yes. But the, 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 the actions, the prep, what favors the prepared? That's why you practice. That's what practice is for. So, we talk about practice. <laughs> we talk about practice. Yes, and in this situation, it matters. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson. That's that's the other major story this this off season. I think the Ravens are crazy. I, I don't I don't have any sympathy for organizations who get shocked when it's time to pay for this. It's like getting your your mortgage uh, payment comes to your house. What do you mean I pay for this house? <laughs> like yeah, that's what things cost money. Like franchise quarterbacks. Now, obviously, I understand. The Browns are terrible at business. They blew the market up for Deshaun Watson, but that's not Lamar Jackson's fault. I do, however, think they can come to a reasonable, however expensive, check for Lamar Jackson that would keep him there, and I don't think that they should even be mentioned in the conversation of contenders if he's not there. Oh, yeah. I, the thing about all of this is, why weren't you already prepared? We're talking about Lock favors the prepared. Yeah. Why weren't you already prepared for this day? I don't know. You knew I, this day I was coming. I don't know why they never, I don't know. I never know. They're always like, oh, what? What? We have to pay our franchise quarterback all of this money? Our franchise, our former MVP franchise quarterback? I mean, if there's any doubt that Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's the one that really started the ball rolling on this really dual threat quarterback that can hurt you with his legs, that runs really well, all that other stuff. He's the one that really got that ball rolling in the modern era right now. And the fact that You've tailored the entire system for him. You tailored your offense. How in the world are you going to get rid of this guy? But now he doesn't seem so happy. He saw his Instagram post. He was like, he, see, he seems to be very feeling very undervalued. But this is the other thing too. He's not working with an agent. And agents, I mean, I want you to get all your money. I want you to get all the money. I don't want you to have to give 10%. But I mean, we all kind of have to do that in our respective professions and that's just kind of how it is but at the same time that agent is so valuable in on, like setting your expectations correctly and go being the go-between between the team and you like you don't want to be in that room when people are trying to assign a dollar value to you so of course Lamar doesn't feel very valued and of course the Ravens don't want to give him a Deshaun Watson type deal because no one wants to well he's he's, he's working with his mother as his mother is, is working as his agent yeah. um, so he's not directly negotiating yeah. it is going through her she's he's just not using a one of the bigger agencies I 
I get the guaranteed money issue. I don't yeah. think that any team is going to give any team is not just the Ravens. Right. No, for sure. Particularly the one team where the owner came out and said, I don't like that deal. <laughs> I don't think any organization is going to do that. I think the owners were, I don't think we know the mm-hmm. owners were not happy with that deal. Absolutely. They weren't happy with the Browns ownership for doing that. And I do believe that they all got together and were like, yeah, nobody else do this. This is not how we're going to do business. And also, I don't think from a business perspective, if I can remove the, you know, humans working in this space, I don't think from a business perspective, it makes sense. You do reach a point of diminished return with all contracts. That's why you negotiate. At one point, this is too much money for one person. And this is this is as much as I want to be paid. And then that's when you sign the contract. Like, that's how this works. I think if you put that much guaranteed money into one player and they don't perform or they get injured, which is a 100% chance in yep. this league at some point, then you are in a situ- an impossible situation, which is which is why... I get it, but I also understand from Lamar Jackson's perspective, you got to make you got to pay me more money than everybody else got than who's not named Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And that's completely fair. And I don't think they're contenders without him. Carmen, thank you so much for jumping on with us. We we got to have you on again. This was wonderful. This. this was great. This was great. Make sure you go and read her article and she has another article coming out tomorrow. Should I tease what it is? Yeah. I mean, it's it has to do with what we talked about okay. today, so, you know. Justin Fields draft stuff. Go check it out <laughs> foxsports.com. Carmen Vitali. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.